0: Welcome to the Justified Podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for Justified on FX. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about the series finale, episode 613, called The Promise. This is only the third finale that Bald Move has ever covered. Is that true? I think so. I think it's uh, Breaking Bad, Boardwalk Empire, and this. Hmm. I mean, we're going to have a lot more in yeah. the coming seasons, but... Yeah, Mad Men's coming up yeah. in five weeks. That's crazy. Yeah, we've been doing this for a long time, and this is only the third one. <laughs> uh, we don't pick up a lot of shows near the end, because why? Right. Uh, but this is one that we had covered, you know, back since season three. Mm-hmm. We took a break because we didn't have the time to do it, and now we came back for the final season. What did you think of the, the closer for the, the the series? It wasn't anything like I
1: expected, um, but it was great. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was a great way to end the series. I was completely satisfied. Completely Uh, satisfied I was Mm -hmm. I had uh, a couple of badass moments There's a lot of like feelings That final scene between Raylan and Boyd I don't think you could script a better one And as I was reading some postmortems With Yost and some interviews with them, Like the idea Once Boyd decided he wasn't Pull on Raylan which I Believed Mm -hmm. in that moment I don't think Raylan could have Shot him and stayed true to The character of Raylan I mean there's
0: he made the right choice. Yeah. He
1: did. I mean, some of this is like some Batman-level justifications for behavior. Like, he can turn a bad guy loose into a pack of batter dudes knowing that he'll die, but he's not mm-hmm. going to just kill a, a guy in cold blood. That's... I mean, he will. He will sit across from a table and shoot you. But if you have
0: to pull. <laughs> like, he has to be justified. And if he's not yes. justified, he's not going to do it. And that's... And there's more at stake here than just getting Boyd, because he can get Boyd and doesn't have to kill Boyd. Sure. And he can preserve, you know, whatever uh, modicum of law man he has left in him. Uh, I I think that was a good way for them to do it.
1: And, you know, I, I thought that Sepinwall had a point, and they just released their, um their season, their, their series wrap up special podcast, Seppenwall and, and, and Feinberg did today.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I wish I had time to listen to it, but it came out like 11 o'clock. So I hadn't, but one of the points he made in his review was that, you know, they've always had this thing where Raylan is violent and he's aggressive and he's a killer, but he always manages to be the good guy mm-hmm. in the big decisions where Boyd is charming and he's fun and he's enjoyable to watch but in the end he is a bad guy. So I really like that yin and yang that they had. And I liked the way they maintained it. And if Raylan had shot Boyd, they don't get that final conversation in, in, in prison where I mm-hmm. thought, I mean, it's not that it would it made or break, break the episode because I was pretty happy. I was pretty happy the way things went
0: even before we went down to Florida. Uh, yeah, I was too. Um, I almost expected them to end the series there. Yeah, uh, before b- before they did the four years later, uh, flash forward, it would have. I mean, it is a little kind of Lord
1: of the Ringy the way they kept on having like multiple endings and like you think it's over, but no, and but no. But I I, I felt like I needed to see the final scenes with Winona, with Ava, and yeah. with Boyd, or it would have seen seemed unsatisfying. And Walton Goggins and Timothy Oliphant knocked it out of the park. Like mm-hmm. that's. There is some affection there and there is a history and there is acknowledgement that if things had gone a little bit differently, you and I might be in the different sides of these glass. But They dug coal together. They dug hey, coal Ron, together. You they don't get did. over that. They did. Ever. And, and I liked how many callbacks. I mean, this uh Seppenwald show set had like 10 different callbacks to the pilot, like just bits mm-hmm. of dialogue, lots of nods to uh, Elmore Leonard, which I thought was appropriate for as much as this show really... Uh, lived and died by kind of his branded dialogue and his characters i thought that was very fitting
0: yeah so yeah I, I agree with everything you're saying there um i i love to me it was i know about wrapping it up that stuff was all awesome but at the same time i do love my badass moments uh-huh. and there were a couple of extremely badass moments in this episode uh-huh. uh, both with boyd and with raylan and boone and all that stuff and that really did a lot like i i wanted to see those things i wanted to see rayland draw on somebody again i knew sure. he had to i mean you can't leave this series yeah. without him drawing one last time uh so that was fitting the the one thing that i was surprised they didn't even touch on was kind of the fate of harlan county like mm. it's presumably left to loretta right which i feel like in harlan's Standards is good, yes. I think they're in good hands with Loretta, she's not mean or vindictive in the same way that these bad guys were. Um, but I'm surprised they didn't even mention it, hmm. like, because ultimately the show is about Harlan as much as it's about Raylan and Boyd. I think, sure, so to not go back to that was a little bit weird, in my opinion, huh? I don't know, yeah. I,
1: I, I'm trying to think that maybe. Some of this stuff, like you could say the same thing about, man, I wish we gotten to see a proper send-off for Limehouse or Win Duffy, or, but, but some of that, like I felt like they gave those moments in previous scenes, and I feel like Loretta's speech at the the pizza portal was kind of our stand in for Harlan's going to be okay for the definition of Harlan being okay that we've accepted, like
0: Harlan's going to be a uh, drug empire, yeah, it's going uh, to be, but, but weed.
1: No, it's, it's going to be, and cur- maybe
0: four years later, it is legal. I don't know. Sure, but
1: and that's the thing. Like that's the hope. That's the 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 promise of Harlan is, I guess, legal weed. The, you don't need corrupt sure. cops and all that because you know, as we went through with Ted C, uh, our embedded Harlan reporter, which he's been surprisingly absent this whole season. I was, uh, I had, I talked to him a little bit before the season, and, and, and uh, hadn't heard from him. But I mean, he, you know, that's something that came in one of the Yost interviews. He's like, early on, we kept on thinking, what are the people of Harlan going to think when we depict their town as this, like, you know, mm-hmm. hellhole? And then it's like, then we keep reading articles about the sheriff's being mixed up in this and there's murder investigations and all. And (laughs) we realized,
0: oh, they'll think they're being accurate. (laughs) Yeah. And I guess
1: they screened this final episode in Harlan County Mm -hmm. and they, you know, people were loving it. So I feel
0: like, you know, I should have drove down there for that.
1: It's kind of like, uh, how the New Yorkers had, especially in the like eighties, like kind of a perverse pride for how dangerous and dirty their city is. And Chicagoans kind of have the, just the Chicago way. And Al Capone you don't necessarily always hate your outlaws
0: no and I mean it's partly because the people there are a product of that environment and they're proud of their heritage regardless of what it is necessarily and it's been a rough life for generations man yeah yeah, like in the
1: heyday when they're digging coal, I mean that was kind of shitty too. And now they've just substituted different type of dark, dirty work, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean that's my only real complaint with this episode. Honestly, is that they didn't go back to Harlan, but everything else was, I, I guess, spot on. Like it's everything I wanted it to be. Yeah. So it worked for me. Uh, how how do you want to start talking about this episode?
1: Uh, first, it was directed by Adam Arkin, who oh. we know as Theo Tonin on this show. He's directed oh. many of the episodes. He's quite the accomplished director. I thought it was fitting that they kind of gave it to him. He's real a really big part of uh, Justified history. It was written by Graham Yost and Fred Golan and Dave Andron and Benjamin Ca- Cavell, <laughs> which I you okay. know is kind of a who's who list of Justified writers. And Graham Yost, obviously the showrunner. Um, and all, that all felt very appropriate. I don't know if Graham Yost has actually directed an episode. I should have looked that up. But uh, mm-hmm. I mean, the only thing better would be like if, you know, I always like the Vince Gilligan and Matthew Weiner's doing the same thing where they're they're writing and directing their final episodes. And that feels appropriate when a showrunner does that. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, not to take anything away from Yost. But this has always felt as I've read more and more of his postmortems and I've talked to different people that have been involved in the, in the making and, and read those interviews. It seems like it's much more of a collaboration. Like actors would come up with dialogue. For example, Sam a- Elliott improvised the pull. Uh, Ava to him in the chair se- sequence, mm-hmm. and they just ran with it.
0: Yeah, it worked. It was good.
1: So I think I feel like the It's it's been a much more of a collaboration, um, mm-hmm. creatively. You know, obviously Timothy Oliphant and Walton Goggins played a bigger and bigger role um, with him becoming an executive producer. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I was totally satisfied. I feel like I'm I'm underselling how happy I was at the end of this episode. But I had a giant smile on my face and. Yeah. It's going to be fun one of these days to go back and, and, and probably soon for me, because I know my girlfriend is, is itching to start it, uh, to go back and watch this, this series entire, in, in total, knowing yeah. that it's going to be good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Knowing that it ends in a satisfying way.
1: Because that's the thing. It's like if Mad Men totally fucks up this final season, it changes how you recommend it. Yeah, like because for, for for me who's been there from the beginning, it's like yeah, sure it's a journey, but man, recommending someone—do I want to send them on a jury, journey that's going to take them
0: to an open sewage pit and it, and a journey <laughs> that's difficult to start? Right, like, it is. You, you see where your journey's starting? There's a big ass mountain you got to climb up it right. to start this journey, and it's like I don't know if I really want to because on the other side there is no pot of gold. It's just right. Ugh. And even Justified in its down seasons, like last year, was
1: consistently entertaining. Yeah, there, and ne- that's
0: the one thing Justified has always been. Is there's never
1: been a stretch that's just cover your eyes, unwatchable. No. And...
0: It, I mean, even in the, the kind of lulls, it, it hangs on its dialogue in a lot of places. Sure. And that, that works for me. Yeah. It's dialogue, it's characters, I think all of those things have been consistently good. Yeah. It's just occasionally the plot gets a little off the rails. Right. Uh, so
1: you asked how we should cover this episode, the promise. Um, I thought we'd just, you know, break it down old school, scene by scene, uh, since it's the finale. And All right.
0: I mean, that's not how I have my notes, but if you've, I will, if you've got them.
1: I will be your, uh, groobs.
0: <laughs> you will
1: find you dead and, in a shack and, and, on a mountain. No, I'm like, gonna dig your corpse up after it's been buried for a couple days. No, oh. uh, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna lead you through all the uh, goat paths, through the shit hills and shit thick woods, whatever.
0: Okay. First
1: scene is Raylan meeting a younger, more stick up his ass version of himself. <laughs>
0: Which was incredible.
1: Yeah. I really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. Um, He's not used to being on that side of the divider. He's not. And that time where uh, finally the cop, because, uh, you know, Raylan's ears perk up about the Gator Tooth necklace. And when the cop says, Look, if you don't sit back and shut up, I'm going to put you in the trunk. And Raylan sits back like, Oh, that's <laughs> that's that's what this feels like. That's What it
0: sounds like from this <laughs> side of the the great.
1: Yeah, no, I thought mm-hmm. I thought it was a really great performance, uh, and we it was we. Contrast that with Boyd ransacking Groob's cabin. Mm -hmm. Man's very careless around dynamite. He's really, yeah, careless.
0: There's just sticks of dynamite rolling around. and He's he's slamming tables.
1: (laughs) He's lighting matches
0: around it. Uh, Um, Well, he's a professional coal miner. I think he he knows how to handle dynamite better than we do. Yeah, yeah. And I also, uh, I like
1: him finding the shovel and thinking, oh, I'm going to hit pay dirt. Which kind of contrasts him and Zachariah, right? Zachariah is all about we need to pay respects for this man. Mm-hmm. We can't just leave him to rot like a, a goddamn mummy or an animal. Boyd thinks, oh, that's where we're going to. I'm, I'm going to hit my pay dirt. And I thought his reaction to actually finding grooves is pretty hilarious. It,
0: it is, yeah. He's digging around. He thinks he's found it. Boom! He uncovers a face. Uh, I I just really like that he looks at this shovel at all. Like, I feel like that's very observant, and that's very well within Boyd's character. Sure. Especially when he sees, oh, there's fresh dirt on the shovel. Obviously, they were burying something. Must be the money.
1: And I felt, uh, you know, I I wouldn't normally call this out, but after the debacle that was The Walking Dead's final episode, they really handled the transition from night to morning (laughs) really well. Uh-huh. I, all times I felt like in the car with the this sun, this is early rising. morning. I'm starting to see some dawn. It's a yeah. little, some gray light with, uh, with Boyd mm-hmm. digging up. I mean, that's, it's the little things, but that helps you grind, you know, ground.
0: It does. It totally does. And it's, when it's not done, it's very obvious. Sure. So, so of all the people I feel the most sorry for, uh, you know,
1: Rachel, um, played by uh, Erica Tazel, I think as I pronounce it. She just didn't get shit. I mean, I can think of one memorable plot with her for the entire series.
0: From like season three?
1: Yeah. And then they gave her a pretty juicy thing, taking over the mantle of art,
0: and they didn't really do anything with it. No, they didn't. I feel like they should have given her a little bit more stuff to do with Raylan aggravating her and... I mean, there was a prime opportunity there to show us that Art is not Art because he's Art. He's Art kind of because this job is making him Art. Sure. And you he's know, not got and, and they did a little bit of it, but maybe just not quite enough for my taste.
1: She just never became a character the way even uh, Tim... You uh, certainly
0: know more about him, I think.
1: Yeah, Jacob Pitts was able to get a little bit and have a little bit of fun in the last few seasons, and... You know, you think about what Justified would be like if they kept with the mobster of the week storyline where, <sighs> you know, but at least then Rachel and Tim could have kind of like took in turns being Raylan's partner and they would have more to do. And they'd probably get some solid B plots where really this show was all about Raylan and Boyd and Ava and Winona. Yeah. And they're just and the, and the villains each season and they just didn't have time to do much. But spout exposition, and at least you know they found ways to get Tim some good lines
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, in in later seasons. But they, you know, like the, t- the 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 gator teeth, they really didn't serve any purpose or go anywhere. I don't know. We'll talk about the gator teeth. All right. Well, we're about to the yeah. gator teeth because the dogs found. I, I had a problem with like, oh god, she's going to drop these in the woods and. <laughs> But they've got dogs. Yeah, yeah. Dogs can sniff out things that people have handled. That uh-huh. that worked for me. But wh- why
0: do you think it was significant? Because it led Raylan to Boyd Did to, it? to Loretta's weed shack, the the Bennett weed shack. Yeah, no, because they had, the,
1: they had the, he had to sweat that out of the deputy. that got beat up in the hospital. Did he? Yeah, at that bar, at the cop bar. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's like, I really... I guess it was. It didn't go anywhere. It, it gave him a slight segue into the conversation with Art, which we're about to talk to, which maybe we should just do that. Sure, uh, yeah. Art goes to meet the sheriff, I think it's a sheriff, where he's taken Raylan to be processed and, you know, basically pulls rank on him. Because he wants to be the one to take Raylan in. It didn't take Raylan 30 seconds to talk him into giving him his badge and his gun back. Which, again, another delightful scene. Yeah. uh, With Raylan just having this shit-eating grin as he realizes he's yet again worn art down.
0: Yeah, a lot of the stuff... Maybe it's because I'm looking for it because it's a series finale. But a lot of the stuff in this episode felt like a mix between actors acting and actors being having fun and being sad about the show being over. Which is fine with me. Yeah, that's, yeah no, that's exactly, that's kind of what I want. I want to see the human side of these people, not necessarily just the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, But that's what it felt like in this scene to me. That that smile on his face, I can't tell if it's just Raylan, you know, be, laughing at Art doing his bidding once again. Yeah. Um Or if it's Timothy Oliphant laughing at the performance of right. Nick Cersei. I. I don't know. It's funny, though. Either way, that grin, man. Uh, and he also, knows. He knows. And when Art <laughs>
1: slams on the brakes and pulls over, there's that kind of uh, little touch of your dad, I'm going to turn this goddamn car around uh-huh. uh, on vacation thing. I, I would have believed him slapping the taste out of Raylan's mouth. Mm-hmm. He has punched him before. He he certainly has. And I thought he might uh, get a double dip on that. But no, he's just going to give him his badge and his <laughs> gun and call him a, a, a stupid son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this, at, while this is going on, we find out that Markham has got Ava, uh, holed up in Loretta's drying shed, which I guess is where they dry, you know, dry out the weed. Yeah. Um, and he's, Loretta's there looking glum, looks like she doesn't really want to be a part of this. Uh, we talked about the slow chair slide, which I thought kind of made this scene. Uh, and, uh, also we kind of have payback with Markham's first conversation with her talking about women need to be tougher. And yeah. he gives her compliments on that.
0: Did you? What do you think of their chemistry here? Yeah, it's it's good. Um, I, I'm still trying to peg down exactly how I feel about Ava and her character, and and how tough she really is. How much this life has just made her into someone she doesn't want to be. Like I'm, I'm really still trying to process all that from this episode, and it mm. seems like that's in there. I just need to sort through it in my head. She certainly I don't know whether this is just the fact that uh
1: uh Joelle has aged seven plus years here, or they deliberately as the seasons wore on Man, it's
0: only been five what, five or six years for this show?
1: Right. To say that she's aged seven years is not very nice. I oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> five or six, whatever. I don't know when the pile was made. But if you look at like, if you look at shots of her in the beginning and shots of her now, like she's definitely harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, again, I don't know if some of that is just the deliberate character choice to make her more of a, give her a harder edge to her or, you know, and she's a little bit softer in the final scenes because she yep. got the long curly hair and all that stuff. But yeah, like her association with Boyd, while I think in season four, I was thinking this is awesome. Like this Bonnie mm-hmm. and Clyde stuff is working and I'm eating it up. It was really corrosive.
0: It was, yeah. And It seems to have rubbed off on her, at least in some way, because, you know, when Boyd asks her later on, uh, why'd you run off with the money? We had it. We had this thing on lock. And she goes, I just did what I thought you would have done. I, man, I don't know if Ava is really like that or if she's just taking a jab at him or what, but... There's no way she knew she was pregnant at that point, right? I don't think so, no. Because
1: when I was watching this the second time, I was trying to think that that would be an easy explanation.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Although I thought Boyd put her through a lot last season and put her through a lot this season. Uh, and that's easy. That would easily expl- explain why things kind of broke bad for them is the way it did. But a really easy explanation was if you would say that like she'd done a pregnancy test that yeah. day and like, I'm pregnant. I don't want this man. I don't want a boy junior. Sure. Uh, so she, she broke it off, but I don't, I, I just, I don't think it works that way. Like this whole season took place in the course of like two or three weeks.
0: Yeah, it's pretty quick.
1: So I don't know. We'll maybe revisit that when we get to there. Uh, so Markham gets the idea to phone up Groob's uh, cabin, which apparently he's got a phone, a working phone. He's in the phone book. I guess so. The man yeah. is impossible to find, but you can just you know dial
0: guy's, him guy, up. has got to order pizza. Absolutely. Sometimes it gets lonely. I, who delivers out there? You know, Domino's. I think Domino's is desperate to deliver <laughs> to the mountains. Somebody
1: asked him, I couldn't remember if it was the Yahoo breakdown or Wall, but someone asked him about that. And he goes, Well, we actually researched it, and it turns out a lot of those little cabins do have, you know, plain old telephone telephone service. Uh, but I felt like the type of guy that groups was, a survivalist, a kind of like, you know, doomsday prepper, I don't know that he'd have a phone
0: line. I'm just say it was surprising. It doesn't look like he had electricity or
1: or running water. It was all yeah. pumps uh, and like a well on top of the mountain. I don't know how that works, but uh, it I felt like that was a little bit of a stretch. But okay. you know, whatever. Yeah, I could have just done cell phones and and worked the same. Sure. Oh, uh, well, I guess it wouldn't because it's Boyd picking up. The other thing is you pointed it out when we were watching
0: it. Why the hell doesn't Arkham make this happen on
1: speakerphone?
0: I don't know. Bad guys are dumb, man. Bad guys are real dumb. Yeah. Uh, if he would have had speakerphone on, he would have known about Boyd and she not sent yeah. his guys. She and... would have never been able to pull this shit. No. And obviously, I, I don't know. It's silly not to put... He learned his lesson, I guess. A little too late.
1: Yeah. What do you think Ava was thinking here? She was just hoping that Boyd would get the drop... I mean, it's her best case scenario everybody dies but her i think so or she's just trying to stay alive you know it's one of those things where it's like if i can just stay alive for one more minute it's it, it's another chance that i've got of of keeping stringing those minutes together
0: huh there's i'm, a- I'm trying to figure because she seemed like she was ready to give up that money right sure I mean, that's why she calls zachariah because she wants me to get the money and it doesn't. That's the other thing. Is it does? I don't see any evidence that she kept any money at all. No. It seems like
1: that was all given to Duffy for in exchange for him getting her to hell out of Harlan, which we yeah. can talk about later. But yeah, it. I, although I guess at this point, if she given Arkham the money, he would have just killed her.
0: I suppose so. I, I don't know. it Depends on if he's actually not willing to live up to his word. Because I feel like he's making her a promise here, no, no title reference intended there. But if she gives him the money back, because that's all he wants, right? He doesn't want Ava dead necessarily. He just wants the money. The weird thing about that is, uh, he then told Boone to kill Zachariah,
1: what he thought was Zachariah, when he got as soon as he got all the money, which is as good as saying that I'm that's true. My word is nothing. I'm going. I don't care what you say. You're not trust anyone. Yeah, you're not talking yourself out of this pit except for Boone. Once again, uh, I've, Ava's plot and motivations throughout the season a little sketchy. Like a, a lot of bit, the yeah. underpinnings of, of the whole
0: story, a little sketchy for me. But uh, whatever. She's she's been she has been chased across the county many sure. many, many times in this last season. Yep. I can see why she is a little disheveled and a little uh, so probably surprised by her own actions in a lot of ways. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know that she understands what she's doing necessarily. Mm-hmm because she's just been attacked from so many directions with so many different things that are all bullshit. Right. Uh, he sends Boone off with Loretta, because she
1: knows where this compass rock is, which is going to be the meeting point. And I f- started thinking, oh, shit, they're going to have a Boone-Boyd uh, shootout, which I wasn't wasn't a big fan of that. Uh, then we see, uh, at this point, Boyd tries to make off from the cabin. Uh, Tim and Rachel and all the other marshals try to shoot him and fail. Did
0: you have a problem with Tim's marksmanship? A little bit. I know, okay, a lot of caveats here. He's a really good shot with a rifle. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have a rifle. Boyd is pretty far away. It's this uphill shot with a weird perspective. I get it. It's really hard to hit a target from that angle while it's moving and stuff. With a pistol, especially. With a pistol. They're just not designed to be
1: accurate at those ranges. You know,
0: like, I, I would have loved to see him just yell, like, somebody get me a rifle or something yeah. like that.
1: Or it would also, because <laughs> I, I noticed that Boyd was carrying his big backpack, which I thought might have been full of money. Oh, God. it would have been cool to see Tim shoot that and, like, maybe the money stopped the bullet to show, like, yes, Tim is a badass. Oh. But something. But then you find out the bag is full of dynamite, and that just that doesn't work. We would have got another. Uh, <laughs> I thought that's where you were going, Jake, Jake Busey scene, yeah,
0: or Zacharias. The scene. fourth explosion
1: yeah. is the charm, apparently mm-hmm. with Boyd. Uh, so Boyd responds by starting to chuck dynamite, which I also quite enjoyed. Boyd has always been this uh, gunpowder and dynamite blowing shit up kind of guy from the moment we know it knew him. Uh, He's big part of his plot this season. I like the fact that they got him like a mad bomber just throwing sticks of dynamite at the marshals.
0: Yeah. How much more desperate can you get than lighting dynamite and throwing it at the police? Right.
2: <laughs> that's, Not very.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's like... That's, Hiding behind a rock. <laughs> that's something
1: you'd do in the 1900s, man. Uh-huh. That's some Pancho Villa shit. But it, it worked for me. Uh, Art and Raylan show up at this cop bar where the guy who Carl beat up and then Carl got shot. Uh, the result is sitting there hanging out. And yeah. Raylan and Art go in and the guy says, look, you got to have a badge or tits to be in here. <laughs> One of the best lines of this of, of the episode is uh, Raylan saying, well, Art, show him your tits. And then Art's <laughs> like, well, let's start with the badges. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I got Nick Searchy, man. So good. Yeah, they're... I don't know that that duo. I mean, as good as the dialogue is between Boyd and Raylan, I feel like the dialogue is funnier between Art and, and Raylan. Sure, and I just I really love it. Yeah, it's the great. more that they kind of become more and more antagonistic, and there's mm-hmm. a little,
1: there's a lot of father son stuff, and you know you can be annoyed. That's the cool thing about fathers and sons is you can be really annoyed with your boy, and you can be really annoyed with mm-hmm. your old man. But at the end of the day, it's still a family. Sure, uh, Raylan. Uh, so they 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 don't. They creatively beat the information out of this guy. Uh Raylan's got the ball bat, uh, which he says, is that a Henry Aaron bat? Which is a callback to his old man in the Lord of uh Thunder episode in season uh, one. Yes. Where he goes to those. Hello boy. You ever heard of the great Henry Aaron? <laughs> and then he pulls out the bat and just beats the shit out mm-hmm. of him. Still one of my favorite moments of the series. Yeah, that's a line that we quoted for years. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hello, boys. So uh, then he gets, so they, they beat the information that he, that the Ava is holed up at the Loretta's drying shed. Uh, Art gets a phone call, hilariously says, oh shit, Crowder started throwing dynamite, <laughs> which just tickles boy, Raylan. Mm-hmm. He's got to get there for it turns of uh, Ruby Ridge, but he warns Raylan, look, no matter what you find, because Raylan's like worried about Loretta. Word about ava he's like no matter what you find up there and it's implied you can't just kill everyone and Raylan says he understands
0: yeah did you get this ruby ridge reference
1: yeah that you did? That's it like, happened in the 90s it, it's kind of uh the pre-waco okay where if it's a it's a kind of fringe compound uh
0: that a lot of parallels to old groups up in that mm, mountain. Yeah. It's kind of disconnected from society living sure. up there. It was like a a guy and his wife and their kids. Yeah,
1: and the feds decided that they, you know, I can't remember if it was exactly tax evasion or weapons charges or whatever. It was like they, making
0: threats on the president's life and stuff like that. Yeah. It, was,
1: it was weird. It's kook stuff. It's, it's again, yeah. it's, it's a lot like Waco. And, and they he, went in there. He was
0: associating with known, like, Aryan nation people, and there was a lot of shit mixed up in that.
1: Sure. But the the point is, is that, you know, uh, it's one of those situations where it probably could have been handled better by the feds. Like, you know, as similar to Waco, uh, this guy went into town There's many times you could arrest him without like weaponing up and going invading the heavily armed compound. Hmm. So he's you know, I I feel like that Waco and Ruby Ridge are kind of watchwords and ATF and FBI and the marshals was like, we don't want that to happen again. Yeah. And you got a man who's got crazy hair, cackling, throwing dynamite. Yep. That's a Ruby Ridge <laughs> waiting to happen. Big old bright teeth. Uh, so we go back to the drying shed and Ava's is trying to make excuses for why, uh, Zachariah slash Boyd is not at compass rock. Uh, Avery Markham is not having any of this bullshit. He starts to pull a gun and put it to Ava's head and gives her this creepy speech about, I know you've had a lot of violent men in your life and it's probably not the first time. Uh, he doesn't get very far before Boyd comes in with one of the crooked cops. He's held at hostage. And
0: uh, he, he, yeah, gets, so he gets his eye shot out. He does. Yeah. He, uh, Pretty mean, gruesome. It's too bad he hadn't seen Christmas Story. He would have known better. <laughs> uh, but th- there's a little confusion here. Okay. If you don't pay close attention to the previous scene where Art gets the phone call as to how the fuck Boyd shows up in this place. After he's pinned down by the cops and he's throwing dynamite and there are helicopters Apparently, Rachel told everybody to back off because he was throwing dynamite. Yeah. Uh, and they backed way, way off. Yeah. And so I guess Boyd used that opportunity to sneak away.
1: And I get there in one of the mini postmortems, He, they have a Marshall Services guy who is like an onset coordinator and yeah. advisor. And he said, Absolutely. If we had a perp start throwing sticks of dynamite at us, sure. he would fall way back and form a defensive perimeter to what, maybe give a guy
0: a chance to slip through. Now, they had helicopters in the air. They had dogs. Yeah. It's hard to evade the helicopters. Although, you start lighting dynamite, throwing it in the air, right. maybe. Right. But, you know, Boyd's legendary Harlan County outlaw, I'm gonna, I'm gonna allow it. Maybe he got in a mineshaft and
1: sure. made his way through it. He took the underworld over. Uh But uh, Markham got his eye shot out. He is trying to have a moment with Ava. Actually, shoots her. Mm-hmm. Question. Did he... Did he know that that gun was empty? Nope. Really? Nope. He was intending a lot of to kill her. A lot of debate online about whether Boyd was counting bullets and just proving a point. Or nope. whether he was ready to kill her.
0: You can I, see it on his face, man. I agree.
1: He is ready to kill this woman. I, it, I, he's got this very aggrieved, betrayed stance towards her, and he's going to her. And shoot then a surprise when the gun doesn't fire. Okay.
0: Yeah. No, he meant to kill her. So during the middle of this,
1: Raylan comes in and we get another goddamn Raylan, your timing sucks. Brilliant. Another Another great line of the episode. Yeah, Walton, great work. And there's a lot of the callback to the conversation in the first episode about, you know, you pull or you make me draw. I put you down. And Boyd just refuses. He's first got an empty gun. So Raylan kicks a loaded gun and's like, <laughs> well, there's that problem fixed. And uh, Boyd just refuses to. He says, you got to do what you got to do. And also, one day, if I go to jail, I'm going to get out and I'm going to kill her and I'm going to kill you. Next scene, we see Boyd coming out in cuffs after Raylan is just... Yeah, yeah felt like a minute of him just
0: making constipated faces at the camera. I wasn't sure if Raylan was going to let this go with the yeah. way he insisted and kicked him a gun. And Dude, I Over was, and over, you're going to draw. I was on draw. pins and needles because, like...
1: Raylan killing Boyd is kind of awesome, Mm -hmm. but it makes this, everything else, so much darker. Yeah. And uh, Septonwall made this in his point in his review that justified no matter what, and it's been highly dramatic, uh, almost operatic at times, but it's always, always been fun. And I'm kind of convinced that Raylan killing Boyd would not have been fun. It might have been awesome. You're right. It It might have been been badass, but it would not have been fun. Certainly.
0: Uh, so I, I'm, I mean, as, writing aside, I'm trying to think of Raylan's motivations, and it seems like they're revealed, I guess, at the end of this episode, in that conversation that he has with Boyd in prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like there is some nostalgia and some affection there. So it's, sure. I don't think it's just Raylan, you know, his desire to bring Boyd in the right way or his desire um, not to get kicked off the police, for the the marshal service or whatever. No. I think it's also. What Boyd means to him? No, it's
1: all that, and yes, we've had six years of this. Hit. If you've watched this from the beginning, you've seen the kind of back and forth that these two. I mean, we entertained a lot of theories. I know going into season three that, like, I could see Boyd <laughs> and Raylan team up.
0: The back to back shotgun, like Ava. Misleading. Someone
1: kidnaps Ava. I fully believe mm-hmm. uh, Raylan and or like let's say that some butthurt gangster finds Ray uh, Ava today. Mm-hmm. And kills her and little Zachariah. I'm not so sure that Raylan doesn't f- pull a bu- bullshit ra- uh, Marshall transfer, get Boyd out, and they go up and kill the son of bitch responsible. Yeah, because there is a little bit of uh, brotherhood there between them, and I'm not in mm-hmm. the Aryan sense, of the, the Aryan sense of the word. Oh Jesus! Uh, so Boyd comes out in cuffs. We find Ava had the million dollar backpack. She doesn't have any. Um, doesn't have any more, of course. Raylan's got to take her in. And in the car ride there, she asks if there's still a deal to be made, and he's like, "Nope, there's no more deals, there's no more outs." And she asks him why he didn't kill Boyd, and what 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 is he going to get out of that? And he admits, like, "Well, maybe nothing." And the "You'll Never Leave
0: Harlan Alive" starts playing, and I'm Fantastic, like, "Fantastic, man! Oh shit!" And the way they're—I just love the pairing. That's a crazy beautiful song. Period. Yes. Just, I mean. The emotion in that song is fantastic, and then to see them winding down this road, where you see a blind curve coming up, and you're just like, "Oh my god, what is going to happen here?" Yep. They're playing what could be the swan song of Raylan Givens. Yeah. There's a curve coming up that you can't past see around. This, the sign that
1: says "Now exiting Harlan <laughs> County." Like
0: it's it's, it's fucking brilliant. It was fl- perfect. There's flashing skull and crossbones. Uh, yeah. And then that shot through the rear view where you see a truck, and you're like, mm. oh, boy. Yeah,
1: and as soon as I saw the truck coming up, I'm like, oh, God, I yep. know what's going to happen. It's Boone. And this scene, man. He he spins Raylan's car out <laughs> and says, hey, uh, thought you are going to get to leave without saying goodbye? And Raylan's like, feels like he's game for it. He's like, all right, young buck, you're going to get what you want. And it's this scene is staged as as mm-hmm. much like an old Wild West shootout as you can get. I mean, you even have yep. like Ava and Loretta ducking down. <laughs> That's like the equivalent of like the town folk shutting the shutters and everybody yeah, kept, yeah. getting off the streets. And it's just they're alone in this mm-hmm. road. And it's,
0: you know, they got this, this reservoir in the background. The hills are just right. And the way they both step out of their cars, I mean... Boone, like, glides out of his vehicle because it's so high off the ground. And
1: he does that little foot move that you see in, like, the... Yep,
0: he's standing just like an old Western guy. And, and Raylan's got his... It, it's, it's, it's perfect. They're both wearing hats. Yep. Uh, it, it's really badass. And and the shots themselves, like, with them standing on extreme opposites of the, the shot there. And they didn't drag it out. There wasn't a lot no. of
1: banter. It was a pull, and they both go down, and... I, I, the whole time I was thinking, there's no way Raylan got shot. Um, although the blood cloud, you see the blood come out the back. Yeah. That was like, oh, Jesus, how, <laughs> and then you see the, the hat get shot. And I kept on mm. thinking, oh my God, uh, Michael P got it right. Yeah. And, you know Boone, and then you also got a little bit of the Loretta in there because Boone is she has got just enough strength to maybe take a second shot at Raylan, mm-hmm. and Loretta steps on his hand as he dies, which pours the apple pie
0: down his throat. <laughs> no, 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 no.
1: No, she actually had a needle loaded with apple pie <laughs> on, on the her bottom boot. of her shoe. Yeah, yeah, just just for such an occasion.
0: Uh, no, it's I, already in my heel. <laughs> I, I love it, man. This is the the scene of the episode for me. Sure. And uh, we find out that uh, Raylan,
1: or Loretta comes up, found out Raylan just got grazed. Mm. Not even going to leave a scar. It just basically put it, g- gave a permanent part in his beautiful, beautiful hair. <laughs> and then Ava drive does a, th- a 180 and peels off in his car. And he's like, God damn
0: it, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, the hat. So I really like the hat thing because it's a payoff of something we saw earlier in Boone's character, right? Mm-hmm. Boone aims for the head, and we know that. And that empty cylinder bullshit was all a red herring to have us focus on that and not
1: the headshot angle.
0: But we were. I mean, we talked about it during that episode. We yep. we both understood what that meant yep. for the future of Boone, and I thought they paid it off really well. You sure. know, this guy's still shooting for the head. Raylan's not. He's going for the Raylan shot center. him in the heart, man. Yep. Killed him faster than he could kill Raylan, that's for sure. Yep. Uh, on the other hand, Boone is wearing a
1: bulletproof vest. If he was, yeah. If. Uh so next scene is Art and Rayland in the marshal's office and he says, you know, just like he did in the pilot, I asked you to come to Kentucky, help us get Boyd Crowder. Took a little longer, but you did it. We tried to figure out exactly how much time has elapsed and Well, we talked about it. We didn't really try to figure it out. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> well, that's what we do. We, we didn't like about dig
1: into the history of the show or anything, but I want to say it's between one and two years. Because that sounds right to
0: me, but I'm not There's certain.
1: really only one l- really long time jump, and it was like three to six months where Raylan mm-hmm. gets shot, uh, and I think it's between seasons two and three, and he comes back, and he hasn't fully recovered, he hasn't got his quick drawback. Yeah. Other than that, everything is pretty much gone from one thing, you know, each season goes smoothly into the next season. Mm-hmm. So this isn't like, this is kind of a Breaking Bad timeline where... Yes, we've been with these characters for six years, but in their mind, only a year or so has passed.
0: Yeah. But still, it seems like it
1: long damn time to get Boyd Crowder. This is an action-packed year or two of their lives. Yep. Uh, and not only did he get him, but he got him right. And he pours out some Blantons, and uh, they share a glass, and there's made, you know, the one... I forget that stick-up-his-ass marshal that's kind of, you know, been around. He says, I'll miss you, Raylan. He's like, nah, you won't. Which... You know, we've talked about what a pain in the ass Raylan has is at the office, and even Tim Mm -hmm. mentions that he's like, you know, there's uh, Raylan says, "Hey, good luck. I hope someone less of a pain in the ass sits in this cubicle next." He goes, "Well, it's unlikely there's someone that can be more than a pain in the ass." Uh, But then Raylan whips out his Friends of Eddie Coyle book, which Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to talk about here in a minute. And uh, Tim gives him a bag, I guess, to pack his belongings in.
0: Uh-huh. He, we, wa- he wants it mailed back to him. He's very sentimental about this bag. I don't know this
1: joke really played, but after we watched it a couple times, we decided that Tim just gave him, like, a shopping bag to pack <laughs> his shit in, and the joke was he wanted that 10-cent bag back from Raylan.
0: Yeah. It's one of those you buy to, you know, not waste plastic at Whole Foods or yeah, something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's another one that just, like, this fake, you know, macho brother bullshit that they have. Mm -hmm. But they've done really well in the last few seasons. It
0: could could also be a way for macho brother Tim to get Raylan's address so he can write to him. Oh. As a way to make sure that they keep in touch. Yeah, and and Tim's never going to say, hey, uh, can you give me your address? I'd love to write to you sometime. No. He's not going to do that, but if he gives him something he's got to mail back, boom, he's got it. Right. I think Tim's sly like that, and I think Tim... I think Tim likes Raylan a lot. Sure. You know, they're, he's a, a little more uh, off the reservation than Tim is yeah. when it comes to his methods, but Tim respects him, definitely.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I got that uh, at, throughout the season and we talked about it last episode, like a lot of things that Raylan does looks pretty shady. Yeah. But Tim, Rachel and art never believed that Raylan would turn to the dark side. I think mm-hmm. art flirted with that a little bit last year, but he's, he's convinced that he's right on now. That's the other prop. This is another one of the things where we, whoa, well, shoot, if we think too much about this episode or the season, it's a little weird for me that Raylan just gets off of this federal warrant and is able to mix freely with with mixed law enforcement and his coordinating activity, and never have another issue. Yeah, and there's no like. I
0: get that like he did the right thing, but it feels like there would be still like a grand jury or maybe an investigation. And that's that's another dangling thread that I feel like they didn't address or address properly was Vasquez. I wanted to see Vasquez get a little come up come up on on his yeah. bullshit because this entire season he has been a pain in the ass. And we hated whole, him. Uh,
1: since season two he's been. okay. Wait, was he a season but one? But especially this season. I feel like he was even at the end of season one about the whole Miami shooting. He's been a pain in Raylan's exactly. ass, which I don't know. I mean, who who would you have cut time from to give time to him? Or maybe would you... It, it's arguable that maybe... I think this episode ran a little long. It seemed like it was like seven minutes long by my mm-hmm. uh, DVR count. Mm-hmm. Maybe they could use another five or ten minutes to do a little bit more of a proper send off for like Duffy or this guy, but I, I, didn't, I didn't really I don't feel like I needed
0: one for Duffy honestly, but I wanted some thunder brought down on Vasquez cause he's been a little shit this whole season. Sure. Even an acknowledgement that you were right. You were right. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, uh, he walks past Rachel, which again gets the least amount of screen time with <laughs> Raylan as a send off. She gets mm. fucked even in this moment. Uh, it's a callback to season two or episode two of season one where Raylan gets his hat stolen. They had the exact same dialogue. Nice hat. Tried it on. It fits. Yeah. Pavlov's Bell on the forum wrote, and I saw this on a couple different different uh, post cap stuff, but uh, I'll just give her credit for it. It says, I Googled the book that Raylan gave Tim Elmore Leonard dubbed the friends of Eddie Coyle, the best crime novel ever written. He Mm -hmm. penned an introduction for the recent reprint in which he credited Higgins with teaching him how to write bad guys, dialogue, and letting the characters dictate your story. He also, in a 2012 honor, author's uh, banquet honor, he he gave a speech and he credited this book with being responsible for him moving from westerns to crime dramas. Hmm. So I thought, you know, at first when I saw this book, I thought, oh my god, they're going to put an Elmore Leonard book. And like... Mm -hmm what this is going to be like back to the future the universes are going to implode on each other. But I thought that was a really great tribute. Um, yeah. also with Raylan taking this guy's hat, I did not know this at the time, but wall clued me in on this. I guess Elmore Leonard was always pissed that they gave him this like big Stetson and that uh-huh. uh, he had in mind a, a much smaller, like businessman Stetson. And he's particular about his hats. And he was always haranguing the people that, like, you got Raylan's hat wrong. You got Raylan's hat wrong. (laughs) And that Boone's hat is much closer. Not exactly. I I guess uh, Leonard said if you look at uh, the famous picture of um, Lee Harvey Oswald being shot in Dallas, that all the detectives are wearing this kind of like this little white Stetson. Like, Mm -hmm. that's the hat that Raylan should have been wearing. I was
0: going to say that hat feels a lot more like a P.I. hat. Yeah, uh, than a cowboy hat, or yeah, and so I, I don't know. I always felt like that hat really embodied Raylan. Well, the, the Elmore would say, Stetson. "Fuck you!
1: This is my character. You're wrong."
0: <laughs> that, that's fine, and maybe like he's got you know the image of Raylan from from his books in his head, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't have those, and yeah. so seeing Raylan from the jump with that hat, uh I felt like that was his character. And well, so this hat just totally feels wrong to me. It does. I agree. It doesn't look right on Raylan. But I love the back. I didn't think it looked right in this scene, but as it went on, a, because I, I kind of I don't like that it's black. Sure. Um I think it should. Like, it's tough, it though, because gray, he takes it from a, a dark bad guy. Gray. <laughs> I, I think so, yeah. Um, Raylan's not a bad guy, and yeah. he's just proved it. Yeah. And I don't know that I like him wearing the black hat. Uh, but the backstory behind this was really cool, because I guess
1: Timothy Oliphant personally had this hat made to his specifications as something closer to what Elmore Leonard would have. Hmm. They wrote in the character of Boone at taking it, and then the final day, uh, Timothy Oliphant took it for his personal memento of the show.
0: Yeah, this is a hipster hat, right? From the yeah. diner? No, no, no. It's, it's remember, that...
1: Uh, uh, did he ever
0: take that guy's hat he didn't Boone okay. had the
1: hat custom made is what they okay. said in the story gotcha. so it's exactly it's. they just gave a different backstory for it and I like that they again paid a lot of respect to Elmore and, and uh, his publicist said that he would have thought that would have been really funny if he'd still because yeah. he just died two years ago uh-huh. it's a damn shame because it would have been really cool to have like his thoughts on how this, this all went yeah Uh, We know he eventually loved Raylan because he actually came back and wrote the book Raylan Uh as inspired by the television show version of his his character. So that's kind of crazy. Anyway, we then flash forward four years and Raylan is talking to Willa, his daughter, and he's going to pay her a dollar for coming up with a flavor of ice cream that he himself will not eat. She finally comes up the dog
0: poop ice cream cone, which wins her a dollar. No, no, no. It's not just dog poop. It's sandbox. It's sandbox sand plus dog poop. There you go. There you go. <laughs> which sounds, yeah, pretty terrifying. <laughs> uh we Winona comes up and they play this kind of cute
1: because I don't know exactly when I first suspected that they weren't together, but we find out that she's with some other dude. Some guy, Richard. Yep. Fitting name. What a dick. What a dick. Uh he you know, Raylan doesn't like the fact that he's calling her punk, which is short for pumpkin.
0: Yeah. And uh Winona- when you know, pumpkin is not a thing. It's a know. pumpkin. Sure. Pumpkin. If you're from Harlan County you can call pumpkin pumpkin, man, I'm just
1: saying. <laughs> that that's a given. Sure. Uh,
0: For someone who knows their alphabet, though, it should right. be a problem, I would say.
1: But Jesus, this kid is super cute. I thought she was cute as a baby, but I mm. they just really did a great job of casting a daughter that I believed fully came from spawned from Raylan's loins. And uh, she calls him stubborn and he goes, well, it beats angry, which is a throwback to the line in the pilot where she says, you're the angriest man I've ever met. <laughs> uh, and she also says, man, she really knows how to play you about... Because he told his daughter to say, this is for reciting the alphabet, which she lies to her, which there's a little bit of subcontext that who's playing who here. Sure. Maybe this suggests why they're not together.
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought it was
1: nice to... Because uh, you can take the Raylan out of Harlan, but you can't take the Harlan out of Raylan.
0: Yeah, I like it. I like that... I don't know, if they don't end up together, I kind of feel like they wouldn't. I mean, yeah, when it comes back to him in this season and says, hey, I... I've come to terms with who you are, and that's that's fine with me. Ultimately, it's not. I mean, she she was so far removed from it at that point that, and she didn't realize what she was actually saying. Sure, until Rylan <laughs> moves in, and then or, or moves back to Florida near her. we us talk about that in a feedback. But I didn't really yeah. have a problem with it. Um, no, I didn't either. I like it. He
1: goes back to the Miami office to put out a fire, and the guy from anchor got anchorman's there. Uh, I forget the. Yeah, I don't. I don't like this guy. Yeah, he's. It's okay for a callback. He was kind of a color, colorful guy from. Was it season four? Season yeah, three. I. I this actor just doesn't do it for me. Okay, whatever. The point is, Rachel Brooks from the Seattle office has found Ava. A mm-hmm. clipping of Ava at a pumpkin patch in some county in California. So, Raylan goes out to California to this ranch, which I thought had been really funny. And it's been practically expensive. But it'd be funny if they actually shot this
0: in Harlan County. They shoot shoot the California hills in Harlan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They shoot Harlan County in California Wouldn't that be hilarious
1: if they they picked a part of Harlan County
0: and... That would be ridiculous. Yeah,
1: like that would have been so meta. And I know it would have cost like millions of dollars just for that one gag, but I would have done it.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, that's the thing you got to realize about. I don't know... If a lot of people from California or Kentucky are, are listening, c- California has very, like, sparsely vegetated hills. It has, like, shrubs and and just kind of some bullshit, almost weed-type stuff on its hills, whereas Kentucky has full-ass-blown trees. Like, yeah. Even like, on the mountains. Big-ass trees covering the mountains. You don't th- even see the ground. That's
1: the primary difference between the Smoky Mountains and, like, the Rockies. Is the Smokies yeah. are just, you know, they don't have a tree line. Yeah. No. Uh, and and you, there,
0: you can't see the ground in the Kentucky woods,
1: and that's the thing. Like that shootout with with uh, Boone by the reservoir. Like there are places I can think of. Uh, there's this one like on the Cherahola Skyway on in the border of like North Carolina and Tennessee that looks exactly like
0: that, hmm. but it, the vegetation
1: <laughs> always gives it away. It yeah, yeah, always yeah.
0: gives it away. I guess if you weren't living in one of those locations you wouldn't sure. notice it necessarily. And it doesn't get in your way usually. It's just every yeah. once in a while these scenes are kind of I just imagine how beautiful that shot um of the showdown between Raylan and Boone would have been if they had the trees out there. Especially if it was like all misty like it is. Yeah. That
1: would have and been cool. Fog coming off that lake, sure. Anyway, uh sh- Ava's hiding out in California. Uh, they, there's a scene, a flashback scene where uh Raylan's openly wondering how she got out of Harlan, and he says, first uh, I suspect it's Ellie May, and we get to see that actress come back. Mm-hmm. Then it was Limehouse, we get to see that guy, and I guess they shot this like very late, and it was a kind of a miracle that everybody's schedules worked up to do this. But I thought that was a cool touch. Sure. Um, but uh, and then and it's Duffy, per- it's Win Duffy, we he, think, who's who's running down on all fours. Dog grooming, mobile The salon. experts
0: in doggy style. <laughs> My God.
1: that The marshal service last heard he was surfing in Fiji mm-hmm. on $9 million. I love that. I love that about uh, yep. uh, Duffy. And she's talking about how she helps kids riding horses or special needs. And she helps out the school and volunteers at the church. And Raylan's kind of getting pissed. Uh, because he's like, you know, every long time fugitives wants me to congratulate them on doing not doing something they ain't supposed to be doing in the first place. And he I feel like he's about to take her in. And then she says, I got to show you something, but you got to promise me you won't show Boyd. And she introduces him to little Zachariah, who is wearing what I can only describe as a prison yard Aryan oh brotherhood. Like he's got a little cig- candy cigarettes rolled up uh-huh. into his little denim sleeves. He has the,
0: the swastika tattooed on his It would have
1: been funny If he had like little kid temporary tattoos on his arms, like not swastikas or anything, (laughs) but like, you know, Beyblades or Ninja Turtles or whatever (laughs) the hell kids are into nowadays. Yeah, poor kid, man. Uh, (laughs) Being dressed in two-tone denim, no thank you. And I think Raylan realizes that if he wants the future not to repeat, which he desperately does not, he's got to do something to protect Ava and this kid from Boyd ever finding them.
0: Yeah. And that's exactly what he goes to do.
1: Yeah. And he says, I thought this was interesting. He's like, you know, he references the promise he made Ava in the midseason, that she'll be fine. And he's mm-hmm. like, you know, I promise you would be fine, and you are. I don't know that he can take all the credit for that, because uh, he did his damnedest to make sure she wouldn't be. Uh, yeah. But uh, we then go see Boyd preaching in prison, which I found highly entertaining.
0: Mm-hmm. His whole... He's <laughs> got the wind in his face, man. Get
1: behind me, devil. <laughs> I'm climbing that ladder, Satan.
0: I got the, the wind, wind in, in my, my face. face. <laughs> uh, boy, we need you. And this is great, right? Because we think about how Boyd started Sure, this whole series, man. Time is a flat circle. <laughs> I would love to see what Matthew McConaughey would say about this episode. Yeah. This was beautiful, seeing Boyd just start from the ground again. You know, the, the slate's been wiped clean. He's got to do it all over. Mm-hmm. And he's going to. I I don't believe for a second that he has any change on his mind whatsoever. And we got one last
1: time. uh, Ha ha, Raylan (laughs) Givens. And even Raylan acknowledges, like, you know, you're repeating yourself, right? Yeah. This is exactly how I found you in season one. Mm -hmm. And he also, I didn't know this. uh, I read an interview with Walton Goggins where I guess after season one, Leonard Elmore was or Elmore Leonard, rather, was on the set talking to people, and say, he went up to Walton Goggins and says, Your character, Boyd, I don't I believe a word he ever says, but I sure as hell enjoy watching you say him. And Boyd quoted that about himself in response to uh, Raylan, which again I thought was a fantastic tribute. Yeah. And Raylan makes up this whole story, which I wonder, I don't think he made this up for Boyd's benefit because. No. He also had Rachel knowing that, you know, another other marshals knew that Rachel was alive. He had to come up with something to explain this. There's something about this that doesn't all connect with me either.
0: Well, he did it for Ava.
1: He did it for Ava, sure. But like the fact that Raylan decides I'm going to let you go does not mean Marshall services are going to feel the same way. Cause she's just Oh, a, oh
0: I see what you're saying. She's still a fugitive. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm mm-hmm. glad the Raylan let her go, but there's hundreds of other marshals would, that would be interested in tracking her down. So I kind of think that some of this backstory that he invented was like, the, uh, somehow he cobbled it together officially. I don't know. I didn't care to see it. Um, and again, it doesn't quite connect well, with me. Well, it makes me, more sense
0: if he didn't do it officially. Really? If he did all this himself, yeah. Ah, uh, put on his gray hat, his black hat. Yeah, and went and just... Made up a fake license and a fake death certificate and showed it to him. Sure. So
1: she died three years ago, quote unquote, died. They just found out about three weeks ago over some identity theft. And Boyd's reaction, well, okay then. Maybe it's for the best. And what did you think he meant by that? Do you think he was I still... think he feels a
0: little guilty about some of the stuff he's done. Do you think four years later he would still kill Ava if he got out of prison? I, I'm not certain about that. Do you believe that he loved Ava? I'm leaning toward no. Well, okay. You asked me two two questions with different answers there. Uh, I'm leaning toward no, he probably would not kill Ava. And yes, because he did actually love her. And maybe some time in prison away from the immediacy of this money and shit would probably give him some time to reflect on that and come to the decision not to. I feel like he truly loved Ava, and I do believe he did, Mm -hmm. that... If you spend four years in prison,
1: a guy like Boyd, who's reading and philosophizing and preaching and and meditating, there's no way you can hang on to enough hate. Yeah. To if you get out, your first thought is, "Yep, got to go kill Ava and Raylan." Yeah, no, I, I agree. Although Ava, uh, Raylan probably hope he would, probably w- wish he would try. Hmm.
0: Uh,
1: so they talk about that about how you know you try to get out, and we you know that's Boyd. He he tried to kind of go live live uh, a legitimate life in season two kind of sorta where he goes you know you you just can't get out it's just not possible it follows you behind somehow. somehow and he acknowledges Raylan's the only one that's gotten out of Harlan alive (laughs) and then uh he basically says why did you come and Boyd supplies we dug coal together which I think is the first time Boyd's actually said that it's it Raylan said it several times in the season and hmm. in, in the in this in the series. Yeah. But this is the first time Boyd actually said we dug cold together and Raylan said, that's right. Fade to black. Yeah. That's Title the card series. thanking the men and women of Harlan County, the U.S. Marshal Service and Elmore Leonard, which, again, felt very appropriate. All those things. Indeed. We've got quite a bit of feedback since this is the series wrap up cast. But before we get to that, thought I'd uh, take this last opportunity to pay some bills and also, uh, baldmove.com is not all about justified. Right now, we got Game of Thrones and Mad Men. We're uh, hip deep in the final season of Mad Men, and who knows how many seasons of Game of Thrones, but uh, we're having a lot of fun doing that. We got a lot of stuff coming down the pike later this year, uh, which I'm not sh- quite sure about our schedule, but we got some True Detective coming at you, and a couple other uh, episodes or a couple other shows that you guys will be happy to see us covering and returning to covering. So stick around. we we got content uh, all year round. And the only way that we are able to cover stuff like Justified or some of these other shows is because of your generous support. And you can find out how to support us directly at club.baldmove.com. Again, you get early access to video recordings of our podcasts. You get a lot of other bonus uh, video features. You get ad-free feeds so you don't have to listen to me make this pitch again. And also, again, you enable us to do this content, to create this content that you enjoy so much. Club.BaldMove.com. If you're an Amazon shopper, Amazon.BaldMove.com helps us out a lot, too. We derive about a third of our operating income off of that affiliate link. So, again, if you are buying stuff online, you can help us out just by remembering to use Amazon.BaldMove.com before you actually make your way to the shopping cart. So, that's It, except for feedback. Should we get to it? Yeah, let's do it. All right, Travis Smith, and we got a lot of feedback, so, uh, you know, we're not having a wrap-up cast. This is the wrap-up cast, uh, so enjoy. Travis Smith said, I'll keep it short and simple, as I'm sure there'll be a lot of mail this week. One of the things that impresses me most about Justified is how amazing they are at creating memorable characters. The anus is now on you to
0: pick your favorite. What say you? My favorite character? Yep. Yep. Do you have one in your head? Yep. I'm I'm trying man, I'm trying to Dickie Bennett.
1: Because to this day, <laughs> there's probably not a month goes by the one of us doesn't go, ho, ho, hold, hold your horses now. It's true. It's this it's a brilliant character. It's a brilliant character and one that it's I'm sad that we didn't get to see more of in the last two seasons. I'm so glad we got to see him in this final season, because I would have been a big miss if we didn't.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll, I I don't know. I feel a little silly saying Raylan, because, no, because it's such serious. an obvious choice. Sure. But I mean, but that's the thing, that's you, why because it's feel, so good. If
1: you said Raylan, Boyd, Ava, Art, you'd feel like an asshole, right? I, I do feel like an asshole because that's what I'm saying. Raylan, <laughs> even if you say like Quarles or Limehouse or the, I mean, Matt, that you, it's like that's just so obvious choices. I feel like an asshole for saying Dicky Bennett because I every time someone asks me this, I think they're really expecting me to bust out some kind of like obscure, and I'm like, no, I'm just a fan. Uh, I like Dicky Bennett. Dicky Bennett is hilarious. hilarious.
0: I, I'm not trying to get overly obscure with this and like analyze. Oh, why some uh, bit part character might have been better overall in its tiny little story arc than Raylan in his whole six season story arc. I think Raylan is a fantastic character. Just top to bottom. There's a lot of complexity there. Uh, there's plenty of humor there. Uh, he's ultimately a good man who tries hard but is kind of still failing at things that sort of matter but not that really matter. Like, yeah. I mean, his relationship with Monona is definitely a failure. Sure. Um, on the the romantic level, certainly. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> On the, the day, okay. the, the day-to-day the, practical is where it falls down. I think the, the romance, sustained yeah. romantic level. I, I don't know. Um, he doesn't do everything right, but he tries, and he is who he is, and he's just hilarious most of the time. I, I got to give it to Raylan. I mean, even better than Boyd, even better than Duffy, who is an awesome character sure. as well. Uh, there's so many good ones it's hard to pick, but Raylan is just the rock in this series. And the thing I hate about Duffy is that
1: he did get warped a lot and that he was this big badass. We never really got to see B a big bit badass. It was all reputation and mm-hmm. kind of smoke and mirrors. But because of that, if someone got the better of Win Dixie or geez, <laughs> of of Win Duffy, it was the same as saying this guy it's, it's basically buying into badass credentials, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like when some alien comes and kicks Worf in the face. It's like, whoa, this guy's a badass. He just kicked this Klingon badass in the face. Uh-huh. But as a side effect, they relied on it too often and made you start thinking, maybe Worf's a puss. <laughs>
0: um,
1: and the other one I like is Judge Reardon, the Hammer. Steven he's, Root. He's, yeah. Solid gold every time we saw him, too. Yeah. So, uh, but this show's, like, full of amazing, really cool, colorful characters. Mm-hmm. But that's mine. Um... Jake from Tallahassee said, just finished the finale and it's about what you'd expect from this season. Some great action and emotional beats, but don't think too hard about it or it all falls apart. The newspaper clipping after four years broke the camel's back for me. It was sent by Rachel with a Marshall's address, so the Marshalls clearly know that where Fugitive number 1 Ava is hiding, but apparently it's okay because she had a baby.
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't yeah. know about that. That's, I, that's weird
1: It's But it's again It's like the black gold You just 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 enjoy the ride Have another glass of bourbon Everybody Okay He says to me Justified season six Is flirting with season four Which is firmly below Seasons two and three I'd started season two And it's hard to believe Four years have passed Four years of shit kickers Drug dealers And Raylan Givens In the heart of Harland Justify May ultimately be more bronze In this golden age of television But it was a fun ride And I'm glad you guys Could cover at least some of it i i man uh, i am too uh, let's let's wait to talk about um justified's overall place in the golden
0: era all okay. right i'm we got I some more takes i'm glad we got to cover the parts that we did as well you know seasons four and five were a bit of a lull i'm not really sad that we took those off i i if I could have covered season two three and six yep. I'd have been a happy man yep and uh we're too
1: late for we we started this too late for season two uh-huh. You know, this we covered a lot of season four. People don't realize this, but Bald Move TV, a lot of the early episodes were just, you know, 20, 30 minutes justified rundown. Mm-hmm. Didn't my, I'd have been pissed, and I think everybody would have been pissed at our coverage at season five. Probably, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Michael P coming in here for some gloating. Holy shit, I was right about Boone shooting Raylan's hat, or so I'm told. Haven't seen this episode yet because I'm in Pennsylvania for work. Luckily, since my wife knew my theory about Raylan and Boone, she called me and spoiled the entire episode. <laughs> Damn. He says, "I don't mind though. If I didn't find out that I was right until I saw the episode, I would have missed on countless hours of gloating." <laughs> he then sent an email following up and said, "Since my prediction, nay premonition, was right about Raylan's hat getting shot, I feel like I've earned the title Mikey the Frog." M- Mikey the Frog. M- Mikey the Frog. Yeah, called it. And if I can remember, I will call you that henceforth. Okay. Don't be a stranger. If you wait like a month or two to send me uh-huh. email, I will forget. I guarantee to you. So Sure. Natalie H says Just sign all
0: your emails, Mikey the Frog. Then there you go. On.
1: Yep. so uh, the anus is on you to remember, <laughs> Mikey. <laughs> Natalie H said, hey, not sure how I feel about how they ended Justified, but I'm supposed I suppose I'm glad they left all of our characters alive. They could always there could always be a movie now. What do you think about a Justified Movie? Huh. Yoast was asked this. And essentially said, I can't even think about that right now. But you're right.
0: It's a possibility. Yeah, I mean, a movie's fairly success- successful if you can get four million people to go watch it, right? If in the next three years they could get a
1: Ava's been kidnapped by Big Bad and Raylan and Boyd have to team up and and, and work together... I will pay Here's what upwards they're gonna of fifteen dollars for that ticket. Here's on what, th- night. what
0: they're gonna do ten, fifteen, twenty years from now. Oh, they're Jesus. gonna, they're gonna have take a hazard reunion now. Yes, yes. They're going to take Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill and Walton Goggins and Timothy Oliphant and put them in a movie where the old Boyd and the old Raylan and the old Ava go uh-huh. team up on some journey. I just hope it doesn't go the they way— They all end up in a fridge together. There's dynamite in there and something I just hope happens. it doesn't
1: go the way of the 60-year-old Daisy Dukes, because <laughs> I don't know I need to see Joelle <laughs> Carter's cleavage 20 years from now. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Although maybe, 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 maybe it's a Christy Brinkley deal. I'm just saying, that seems to be a trend. Also, while we're talking about this, uh, while I'm objectifying her— I have to say that hands down justified has the best female characters on any fucking show I've ever seen. I can't yeah. think of a single female character that I just wanted to say die when everything I saw, like I've done with Skylar, like I've done with Lori Grimes, <laughs> like I've done with, uh, yep. almost every woman on, um, the leftovers. Mm-hmm. Every single one of these women were three dimensional. They were awesome in their way. They didn't put up with shit. They weren't bitches. Yeah. They were just I again I can't they were people. think. I they can't were think people. of a single woman. A single woman that I did not enjoy and didn't think was a believable character. I don't it's weird that the show set in Harlan County has got that little th- hook to hang its hat on, but goddamn.
0: Yeah, I felt like it all started, you know, with Mags Bennett. She she was sure. a bit of a, a mother to that county. She ran that shit. Yeah. And then everyone has kind of followed in her lead and i think it's weird too because you don't see a lot of I think a stepmom like they're all yeah good. yeah absolutely uh that who does uh Catherine hale damn what is it like a an aunt or something a great aunt of of what are we uh, talking about? who was the woman like two episodes ago the older lady in her house who oh um,
1: yeah she's the the great aunt of of Loretta. She was fantastic. Even
0: these tiny little parts. And it's strange to me that that is the case considering how few women, if any, I can't think of any names that I recall hearing in your little uh, director-writer section Uh were women. You're right. Almost entirely men. And that, you know, I think that says something about at least their capability as far as writers to write believable characters regardless of gender.
1: Yeah. And I I don't even think it was... I i know we touched touched on that when we interviewed taylor elmore and he thanked us for noticing it but i don't feel like it was even a point of emphasis it's just like something organically that like we're not going to write one note bullshit characters and also that includes women yeah so i would love to see more of this not relying on the brooding anti-hero being uh paired against an unsufferable bitch so we all know how like awesome he is like yeah. You don't have to cheap out that way. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, back to Natalie. Speaking of fantastic women, well, uh, we don't really know her. So, <laughs> I just know her from what she
0: writes. Okay, I'm not prepared to make that statement. I am
1: fantastic <laughs> woman, Natalie. She she revoked our fan rights. I think we got them back by the end. Okay, I hope so. Um. Anyway, I'm sure. I'm not sure. So the only thing that didn't feel right for me over the season is how they handled Boyd and Ava's relationship. I'm not sure they did enough to make me believe they would turn on each other. That was my biggest problem in Season 5, too. I concur. Boyd never really did anything to make Ava not trust him. He did a lot of things for her when she was in prison and to try to get her out. Also,
0: she wasn't in prison because of him. She shot Delroy to protect Ellie Mae. So the thing that started it all for me Uh with Boyd and Ava and Boyd maybe not caring as much for Ava as he does himself is when she was in prison and this $300,000 comes up. And he is so focused on that that he kind of forgets about her being in prison. Yeah. And I know he tries to play that off like, oh, well, once I have this money, I can make things happen. Right. He's more focused on the money than he is on her. He and is. And Ava picks up on that in that yeah. season. And she's very angry about it.
1: Like, I think Boyd felt genuinely bad for shooting uh, Eli Thompson in the face last episode. But okay. he's an outlaw, goddammit, and he's going to shoot him in the face. I feel like he sure. felt really bad for letting Ava languish in jail, but... If he could get her out of jail, fine, great, why not? He loves her. Mm -hmm. But he's an outlaw first and foremost, and he's about the kind of legend of Boyd Crowder. Yeah. But I I agree that does
0: feel somewhat unsatisfying. A little bit. But I I don't I don't think you always need to have everything feel right for the show if it feels realistic.
1: Uh, She continues Boyd even forgave her for snitching on him I think Boyd loved Ava and was doing the things he was doing for her and so he could finally get out of the game and that they could have a better life the life that she wanted Ava knew who Boyd was when she got involved with him it was only in episode 8 that she wanted him to run away together with a thousand dollars then Uh, and then by episode 10 she was shooting him it just seemed odd. I had a feeling Ava would be pregnant, and she emailed you uh, us about it earlier on the season, but I said I wasn't sure it was that type of show. As mm. it turns out, it was. Uh-huh. Maybe it was Ava finding out she is pregnant, if in fact she knew that she was pregnant at that point, that turned her against Boyd. It's something we pondered in the episode. Having said that, she also talked about how upset she was as a child not having her father around, so I'm just not sure. As Boyd said, they were home free, they had the money, they probably had... Uh, one, uh, more chance on the run together than she did on her own, and I don't know what changed.
0: <sighs> Boyd's influence. Boyd, uh, if you believe what Ava says about why she did it, then she's been around Boyd too long. <sighs> yeah, and she thought that just... Yeah, I don't know, because again, I agree with most of what Natalie said here. Um, but... Yeah, there was something weird about it, but I, I don't feel like it was never explained in any way. I just feel like at the end of the day, she could not trust Boyd because Mm.
1: to do that, to trust someone, you have to almost believe that they're going to put themselves above you. Mm. And that's the best partnerships work is that you trust each other to do what's in the best interest of the other person to put the other, if both of you put the other person in front, then you've, you've got, you still got a person watching your back. If one person is putting the other above their own safety and the other person's still got their own safety ahead of the, that is great for the one person's got two people watching her back, but it sucks for the person's got zero. And I think Ava just got tired of that dynamic. Yeah. I think it was a little clunky the way they introduced it. Honestly, last season just could have been a lot better mm-hmm. and they could have set this up to where it was a lot, lot smoother, but they didn't. So yeah, Alex F. said, Hoo boy, that was good. A very Elmore Leonard-esque ending that was just the right amount of satisfying. Uh, If anybody makes a list of best final scenes of all time, the Boyd-Raylan conversation at the end has to rank near the top. I agree. In addition to being one of justified spookier badasses, Boone is interesting in a symbolic way. If you took away all of Raylan's good qualities and jacked up his darker impulses to 11... Mm -hmm. You'd probably end up with something like Boone, an arrogant, violent man who enjoys intimidating people and usually shooting them, too. Seriously, that sounds like Raylan. (laughs) Yeah, kind (laughs) of. It seems fitting that Boone would wind up uh, being the final outlaw Raylan has to put down before leaving Harlan. And finally, here are some Elmore Leonard books that you might that might help fill the justified shape hole in your life. Start with The Hunted, written in 1997, which stars a U.S. Marine from Harlan who seems an awful lot like an early draft of Raylan Givens. Raylan himself shows up in Excellent Pronto, released in 93, and then even better, Writing the Rap, in 95. I've read both of those, and they are excellent. Then, of course, there's Fire in a Hole in 2001, which is adaptify, adaptified, <laughs> adaptified into the Justified Pilot, which mm-hmm. I have not read. Uh, Toshomingo Blues in 2002 isn't set in Kentucky, but it's redneck Dixie Mafia types would feel right at home in Harlem. The Hot Kid 2005, which was referenced two episodes ago. And Up in Honey's Room in 2007 are about a Deputy U.S. Marshal, Carl Webster, who is the Raylan Givens of the 30s and 40s. And you can finish off with Raylan, released in 2012, Leonard's final novel for one last trip to Harlan County, which I also have read and highly recommend. Um, It will seem a little weird because if you've never read one of Elmore Leonard's books, the way he does dialogue and the way he kind of writes is very... I don't want to say stream of consciousness, but he's not big on like quotation marks and he said and she said. It's just kind of dialogue and action. But once you get uh-huh. into the groove, you can kind of start seeing Raylan and Boyd and 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 seeing especially the the the, the tempo of the dialogue, the uh-huh. particular pacing and kind of like poetry behind it. So if you like Justified, you should definitely check out those. That's a very great list of of uh, Leonard stuff, and he's also written shit tons more. Um, Many that have been made into Hollywood movies that are they're fairly excellent as well. Uh, Matt and Erie, Pennsylvania says the last three episodes remind me a lot of the last three of Breaking Bad. Six eleven was super packed and awesome. Six twelve was a bit of a bit or back to a bit of a build up, and then six thirteen, the climax, was some callback to all the major players. As far as thoughts on the end, I'm shocked but pleased that Boyd, Ava, and Raylan all lived and the ways they are living. I'm glad Raylan didn't just shoot Boyd, although it's probably deserved. Um, love the standoff and the body shot on Boone and a great call by Jim with the hole in the hat you're the one that made that did you do the
0: I feel like I got credit I and so. you got credit it's Mike it's Mikey the Frog yeah Mikey the Frog had that don't, I, don't take this away from Mikey the Frog yeah I don't I don't think I had that idea all right but yeah. I forget the podcast immediately after doing it, so who knows? <laughs> I
1: do too. Like <laughs> I people, don't know a lot why, of times but... will email me. Like my favorite all-time Aaron moment is I'm like, I said that. <laughs> I'm not even sure it wasn't Jim. Uh-huh. Um, let's see. Uh, I was happy to see Raylan made in Florida when the music about leaving Harlan's alive started. I got nervous. He also says Winona must be the meanest person around. She falls for Raylan, marries him, breaks it off because she can't handle the Marshall's life. Then in season two, she comes back to Raylan one night while married, leaves Gary, who, to be fair, yeah, come a fucking Come cool. on. Gary was never going to survive Raylan, in that relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Just the ghost of Gary. Raylan was always in that house. <laughs> fucking Gary. Gets pregnant and then can't handle the Marshall life and moves to Florida. Comes back to Raylan, says she loves him and can handle it. He moves down to be with her and Willa, and then they're still not together. What the fuck is up with Winona? It's not Winona. It's Raylan. That's the thing. (laughs) It's Raylan, man. Uh This series has made it a point that it's Raylan. He can't be a reliable, stable partner.
0: Nope. Nope. I I don't blame Winona one bit. The best you
1: can hope for is he's going to buy your daughter some ice cream and pick her up from school when you need him to. Mm -hmm. And if, you know, Boyd Crowder breaks out of prison... Uh, Willa is sitting there at the pickup line wondering where her daddy is. Garen fucking teed. Anyway, Ava, not thrilled that she and Duffy got the money and we have to assume that they did since he smuggled her out. He wouldn't do that without the money, right? Agreed. I did think it was great that Raylan told Boyd she was dead and it was a great move. And Boyd, despite it all, you have to love Boyd. The final scene with these two was the best finish to the show. I thought I wanted a dramatic death but their conversation was just too great. Might not have been the best show of all time, but I think Raylan is my favorite TV character of all time.
0: He's up there, man. He's up there.
1: He's and, good. And standalone season two, like we're going to talk about where Justified fits in in the pantheon, and that's a hard question. But season two of Justified easily makes a top five seasons of television list for me. I agree. It's yeah. it, it's a standalone. You don't. I don't think you need to see season one. I don't think you need to see anything past. It's just a great thirteen episode mini gothic masterpiece indeed except for two episodes (laughs) (laughs) with a small footnote with with the evidence (laughs) room and that bullshit 11 episodes it's a a great 11 episode (laughs) southern gothic uh mara r wrote in and said maybe this isn't the right place to ask about oh it is but i'm going to how do you two react to season series ending and does that inform your opinion on the show as a whole for example when Breaking Bad ended, I was fortunate enough to live in New York City and got to watch it live on a big screen with around 200 other people in the Museum of the Moving Image. You missed the boat because if you lived in Anderson, Indiana, you could have watched it with like 25 people on a 47 inch screen with yours truly.
0: Hey, 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 hey. Ho, Don't ho,
1: disparage ho. my television.
0: <laughs> it's a 60 inch screen. It is not. Oh, yeah. Get. Uh, oh, we're yeah, me- man. No. We're, you can 50, go measure it. 50 at best. 50. Pff. Like I would have a
1: 50-inch TV. I'm not even sure it is. 47 is my, is, uh, is, is my original estimate. You might estimate. have a 47-inch TV. Uh, anyway, <laughs> when the show ended, I was had this overwhelming, cathartic feeling and couldn't stop crying, not bawling, just tears running down my face all through Talking Bad and my train ride home. When I finished crying, I felt like this chapter of my show watching is done and that Breaking Bad, while one of the greatest, is not a show I feel the desire to take on watching again. Hmm. However... When Justified ended last night, I had no tears, just pure, pure joy at seeing Raylan and Boyd together one final time, and I had an immediate feeling of wanting to dive right back into the story and watch it all over again. Though I don't feel Justified is overall a better show than Breaking Bad, I've also rewatched Mad Men a bunch, and I feel like I might have the same feeling I did with Justified when it ends. Although I'll most likely cry because I think it's my favorite TV show of this golden age. How do you
0: two react when it's all said and done? Well. As most people know who are listening to this, Breaking Bad is hands down my favorite show. Period. Ever. It's fantastic. Uh, I could watch that show all day, every day and never get tired of it. Um, so I definitely felt like she feels about Justified uh, toward Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Justified, though, I don't really have... like, And you're not it's the bittersweet
1: all train ride home
0: type. Definitely not, no. But it's certainly bittersweet. I mean... You get a great episode of television and a satisfying conclusion to a series that you love. Mm-hmm. That's the sweet part. The bitter, the bitter part is that it's over. Yeah, there is no more to be had. Um, so I see where where the tendency to go back and watch it again comes from. Uh, I just don't necessarily feel that with Justified. Now I might feel that later on. Mm-hmm. I think I I'm going to take a little time from Justified uh, and maybe go back to watch. Some of the better parts later, like Mm. maybe a couple of years from now, I tend to do that. I don't know. That's just my my TV viewing habits. Like I watch through something and then I will go back to it years later. Well, I think will
1: always be awesome for Justified is take the final three, maybe four episodes of every season. I think I could watch those forever Mm. and have a genuinely good time. Even season five, the last three episode stretch was pretty good. And I think of, like, the final three episodes of season one, the final three episodes of season two, the final three. Actually, I can't really remember. Season re- three. I feel like the final season four. Maybe, maybe three, season three weren't as good. But then, no, I mean,
0: there was some... The, the last episode of season quarrels four... getting his arm cop,
1: chopped off and the pig slaughter. I mean, that was
0: yeah, pretty good. That was outstanding. Uh, and, and, and Duffy was involved in that and it was it was all great. Yeah, and everything from the school shooting on in season
1: four was really awesome. The way
0: they ended season four was fantastic, in my yeah. opinion. Um, not Obviously not as good as season two's ending because it didn't have the supporting structure around it. But yeah, the, the stuff with Raylan and his dad was amazing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like season five is the only season I would point to and say, meh. Yeah. On. No, it's, it's a very bittersweet experience. And I've had this, um,
1: I've had this many, many times and not just with TV shows with like books and movie series. Like I remember when I got to the end of the Patrick O'Brien master and commander series being very blue that like, God damn, I've blown through all of these and there's no more. And it was really poignant about that is the man died. In the middle of writing the last the twenty first book and the way they did the book is like the first Wait,
0: wait, wait. The twenty-first book? Yeah. Holy shit. I read so much. And you think you didn't get enough of it? (laughs) I know. I know I didn't. No, I didn't. There were still stories
1: to be told. Obviously the man died writing in the middle of it. And the way they did it. I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but the way they did it is like the first third of the book was done, like Mm -hmm. typed up. And then the next like 50 pages were his manuscripts Mm -hmm. and then like the final five pages were like his outline and like hand, like he'd like would sketch like a dinner party and who was sitting where and (sighs) what their relationship was. Like that was his process. Mm -hmm. And it felt, I liked that because it felt like I was in the middle of this final voyage and it just never ended. It just,
0: and that is still like an emotional experience for me. And wait, 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 wait. So they never finished the book. Yeah, he died in the middle of it. No, well, the Wheel of Time is like that too. Robert Jordan no, died, and no, they did and not Brandon, pay a, Brandon they, Sanderson went in and wrote the end. They did of not pay books. the
1: Horatio Hornblower guy or whatever to come and finish it. <laughs> and I wouldn't want huh, them to okay. because I kind of, I kind of like ending, um, in kind of the middle of things. Like uh, I feel like the Next Generation was like that too. the All good things. Like it was definitely a final, but. Not really. Obviously, they made a
0: shitload of movies after that. Okay. Uh, yeah, and if, if you're not comfortable with the concept of things ending, mm-hmm. you're not going to be very comfortable in life. <laughs> sure. Cause, but I like this Justified, too. Because all it's, good things, yes? Sure.
1: But <laughs> Justified didn't end either. Sure. We just stopped following Raylan. There is other Raylan stories out there to tell, and I kind of like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. All right, moving on. CJ said, that was a great send-off for one of the most entertaining shows ever to be on t- television. The final scene between Raylan and Boyd is exactly what I want to see from a Justified's final episode. I just want to know, now that the series is over, where does Justified rank amongst your greatest shows of all time? Oh mm-hmm. my God, this is a terrible question to ask me because my top five is in a giant upheaval right now because yeah. it's always been for me and I get that I'm like a front runner Johnny come lately but it's always been the wire and breaking bad and depending on what mood I'm in and what time of day like I might put one over the other but mostly it's the wire 1a breaking bad 1b mm-hmm. mad men boardwalk empire game of thrones I don't know after I've seen all break uh, of boardwalk empire if I if it makes my top 5 but I also haven't seen all of deadwood which I've loved the first two seasons I haven't seen all of Sopranos. Sopranos yep. Haven't seen all of The Shield, which I saw the first season. And I hear that the final is just this—I I, I will tell you—monster you, season that completely redefines what you yes. think of the series. So, how the hell is. can I make a top five with those big notable omissions?
0: And then you got to take nostalgia into factor into sure. consideration as well. Like, go back and say, okay, you got. A couple of Star Trek series which were really good, which I love. Or MacGyver, or Airwolf, or Knight Rider. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Are we talking objectively good? Or are we talking about... No, if you're talking your top five, I think it's subjectively. Uh, so, in my opinion, no. Justified does not crack the top five. Um, I think there are five shows on within the last... Ten years that probably beat it out that ended in the last ten years that beat it out. Yeah. Uh I think it's somewhere in my top ten. I feels that's that like feels I'm thinking right Fireflies in there somewhere. Even though like that, you know, that show didn't get the it attention. Feels it feels like deserved. a nine or ten on my top
1: ten of all time. And again, you gotta think like all like Star Trek's are in there. Like yes. the Next Generation and Deep Space Nine, the others are bullshit. Sure, sure yeah. Uh X Files is in there. Oh, mm-hmm. I mean, I just bailed out on Lost at the first two seasons because I saw what I thought was a train wreck. And I don't know. I, I would like to go back and watch that as well. But the first two seasons of Lost were really, really good.
0: And I'll they, never they were, forget yeah. the
1: experience of watching those first mm-hmm. two seasons. Uh, and
0: then you got to consider well there's comedies
1: right i mean eh, I, I i think comedies need to be a separate list you cannot compare great dramas and great comedies cuz as we sh- saw in our personal top 20 mm-hmm. comedies get fucked when they go up against big dramas they just do i don't think it's fair they're, but they're they just do
0: they're they're somewhat different things yeah um i i don't know it's it's tough for me to say that there are comedies which i would watch over dramas easily. Um, it all depends on my mood. It's like, how can you say that these things are not appropriate for a top list? If on any given day, you might actually prefer them over anything else on your list. Hmm. I don't know. But as I
1: said, season two of justified is sublime and it would beat a lot of comers when we're talking about, you know, individual, excellent season episodes of television. Mm-hmm. Josh P. from Kansas City said, uh, I'll admit this is a crazy theory, but Raylan speculates it might have been Ellen May or no, maybe Limehouse, but no, probably Winn Duffy. But he's not 100% sure who got a- Ava out of Harlan. Winn is his best guess because Winn could have gotten her past checkpoints, but could he? He was on the scene for a double homicide in his Winnebago and all that crazy stuff going down in Harlan. Wouldn't he have been cause for a red flag? I wonder because to me, Raylan's well-fed line is such a non sequitur when he's Talking about Ava's kid. Well, he sees that the kid is kind of plump. That's part of his theory. It doesn't look like Boyd really at all, but it does look like Constable Bob. Oh, my God. I don't know how it would have gone down. Oh, my God. Are you kidding (laughs) me? I don't know how it would have gone down specifically, (laughs) but could Ava have connected with Bob,
0: played on his sympathies, and used him Uh. to get past checkpoints? Maybe she didn't even use him. Maybe hey, his- listen, he's been seduced before. He's, people have tried to seduce him before. It's some work on Bob. I, I agree. That's I agree. what Bob himself says. But maybe his nobility caused a genuine
1: affection in Ava because he really did seem to want to help her. <sighs> I know the typical fan reaction would be to poo-poo the idea of a less attractive <laughs> Bob with smoking hot Ava, but Elmore Leonard himself wouldn't have been beyond this. Telling Raylan the boy is Bob's would impugn Bob, but telling Raylan is Boyd manipulates Raylan's sympathy and his natural instinct to protect her from Boyd. Ava gets to protect Bob and stay with her son. Raylan gets the incentive to bury his Ava search and burn the final bridge between Ava and Boyd. He admits it's a theory probably full of holes, but
0: <laughs> it's got to be Patton Oswalt's favorite theory. Agreed. <laughs> probably so. Agreed. How do you explain that Ava herself, if not outright says, then certainly. Uh, insinuates that it is Boyd's
1: because she wanted to manipulate Raylan and doing what she wanted him to do, which is to put Boyd off the trail permanently. Which we didn't really discuss. What a fantastic aspect of Raylan lying to Boyd's face and using their friendship yeah. and their trust in in one final moment of I don't know what you call that. It's not self sacrifice, but like one final moment of manipulating boyd in a way that i think boyd would approve of because boyd doesn't want to fuck up this kid's life but he would if he knew about him yeah he definitely would he couldn't help himself just by knowing the kid he puts him in line for
0: life in prison well i don't know that it's any worse than the kid gets from bob (laughs) hey man everyone (laughs) underestimates bob bob's a solid dude he is, but and, he's not very good. at And if my much partner of won't <laughs> go for it. Josh
1: P from Kansas City. I will uh. say that's a solid theory. I like it, like it a lot. Mm-hmm. In fact, I wish I could talk to Yost and or Patton Oswald about about this theory. Hell, maybe I'll tweet it to him. Tweet this time could to him. See what he thinks. All right. Jim F said a dissenter wasn't a big fan of the finale. I was kind of hoping that at least two to three main characters would die to give it more of emotional weight. Really, only Markham and Boone died to make it seem like a season finale. A good series finale would have shown the viewer what happened to each character instead of leaving us to guests, such as Duffy,
0: Loretta, and Limehouse. Jim, do you agree? Uh, I mean, I don't disagree. I don't, I don't know. Apparently, I mean, obviously, I enjoyed the finale. Uh Uh-huh. And I felt satisfied by it. I could see where people might want someone important to die. I see the need and and like
1: saying that that equals emotional weight, but I felt there was plenty of emotional weight. And again, is justified about that or is about per- predominantly being fun? Mm-hmm.
0: And to me, justified is fun. How about Boyd's up on top of that mountain? He's throwing dynamite and one of them just connects with Tim. Boom. Tim's gone.
1: I don't like Wiped it. Wiped off not the fun. face of the earth.
0: That's not fun. In Tiny
1: Maybe Hangdog Marshall gets blown up. That's fun. <laughs> no, but you want you want some weight though. What that if, Marshall? Nobody what cares. What if they about cast him? Gary Busey as Groobs, <laughs> and he gets blown? That's fun. That's a lot of fun. That's a lot of fun. But it's not
0: a main character. There's yet. like three teeth embedded in Boyd's face. <laughs> God. Uh, of <laughs> his Gary Busey's teeth blow off and replace Boyd's teeth. <laughs> oh,
1: that's that's a good point. Uh-huh. Boyd's pretty You'd much set. You'd never even know. He's pretty much set in the teeth department. Uh-huh. Mark from Milwaukee. Absolutely great finale. The only thing that kept it from perfect was Raylan and Winona not ending up together. What then was the point of the reunion this season with the I Just Want You stuff? It's frustrating. I mean, I get the theme that Justified explored that people can't really change at their core no matter how hard they try. Raylan couldn't change to be who he wanted and she couldn't change to accept him. But still, his whole driving force of season, aside from getting Boyd, was to get his ass to Florida, which I will say is for his daughter, not for Winona. But I didn't find it out of their character at all. I feel like they desperately love each other. But the practicalities of their lives, her tolerance for threat and his tolerance for not giving a fuck about threat is just fundamentally she's a worrier. She's a type A. He is... Raylan doesn't care if he lives or dies. He mm-hmm. really doesn't. And that's just fundamentally going to be something to all. I, I think yeah. in 10 years, her and Richard split her and Raylan tried again. Probably. Maybe when he's retired from the Marshall services, they'll finally wor- work out. But I, I didn't have a problem with it. Freddie from Texas. After all the bullshit and all the jabs back and forth, right up to the end, Raylan and Boyd share a real moment that represents the culmination of all we've been through. Also, I'd imagine the line, we dug coal together, is a metaphor for their lives on opposite sides of the law. One running with death after another, and no matter what the motive in the end, they both are just digging at the dark side of man. Mm. What do you think about that? Digging coal is a metaphor for the darkness, the the
0: hidden beast in, in, the, in the human heart. Uh may maybe I I don't know. It doesn't. It feels like a lot of that um, was exercised from Raylan in this last season, with the stuff with his father's grave and the house, and leaving Harlan and getting to his daughter. He he genuinely felt like a different person in Florida than he felt in Harlan. Sure. So I again, I don't know, when, when you leave Harlan, yeah, you 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 the person you are doesn't ever leave Harlan alive hmm. because you can't leave Harlan and be that person and make it in a different place, right? Sure. What it takes to survive in Harlan and what it takes to survive in Miami are two different things.
1: Season one, Raylan blows Boyd boy away at the end of this, this uh, episode. I think so. Yeah. And I think that's the best part that he has let go of that anger and that resentment.
0: And like, he kind of, so much of his family stuff was wrapped up in that. It was, yeah, he, he goes was angry. Dad's
1: weird, whatever shack. Yeah. And all that. No, I, and I'm happy for Raylan from that standpoint. Mm hmm. Two emails left asking about uh, rankings of the the seasons. OJ says, my season ranking from favorite to least. Season six, I'll grant them the odd plot holes. This was 13 seasons. uh, This is a 13 episode long freaking caper movie that tied together all loose relationships and plots and paid them off better than I could have hoped. Season two, which is tied uh, or season one, which is tied to season two below. I like season one a lot. There's a lot of good case of the week episodes, but I love Elmore Leonard short stories and they were good case of the week stories. And it had some good moments that I'll never forget like Boyd in the woods. I also have my second favorite line of the series at this moment, Raylan, I think you're just about the only friend I have left in the world. Season two, nothing to say about this that hasn't been said season three didn't exactly come together, but carpetbagger and Limehouse were fun to watch season four. Drew Thompson was a long MacGuffin that didn't really pay off, but still had some good moments season season five in hindsight a lot of season five was setting up stuff for season six but the prison stuff ended up dragging the season down and the crows were interesting but not really enough to carry the season uh favorite line of the series "Raylan, you have a file on me vasquez yep Raylan. i'd like to get a look at that file vasquez you want to see that file i'll tell you what you do first get a pencil and then you write down all the stuff you know you shouldn't have done (laughs) not bad sure that's a good one uh before you get yeah. your before you talk about yours I want to give I want to go over one more and then we can both talk about talk about what season rankings
0: oh okay yeah Pavlov's
1: bell, bell says my season ranking number one six there's not a bad or even weak episode amongst this lot it pulls together so many themes and threads of the previous five seasons and ends as a surprisingly moving and sentimental but thoroughly satisfying note bonus we finally get a decent amount of Tim gutterson two super close. Tied to season six, but honestly, I think Margo Martindale makes it. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Davis is also incredible, and Boyd's failed attempt to walk the straight and narrow is heartbreaking. The story of Harlan's ill-fated struggle against the coal mining industry and the criminals who want to rape the town even further is tragic. But there are some weak episodes, a hymn Winona, that blemish the season for me. Still, it's right up there in season six. In third place, season one, it has the pilot, which is a, like a little film unto itself. The final act that snaps the show into focus. Plus, the case of the week episodes were good. It's a season packed with notable guest stars. Most of them from Deadwood. At four, she plays the season three. Not a big fan of season three. It feels overstuffed as if they didn't know how to top mag. So they went overboard with the colorful villains. Which, if I recall correctly, Yost copped to. He's like, yep, we can't beat Margot. So we're just going for broke with quantity. Season four, or number five, season four, much like the snitch storyline for season six, I couldn't care about Drew Thompson mystery. Uh, In season, or uh, the last place, season five, which she says, I don't think it's a terrible season, but Michael Rappaport sticks out as an unusually poor casting choice. The season also suffered from rushing to course correct after unexpectedly losing Jean Baptiste. Ava's storyline is necessary to set up six, but it was extremely difficult to isolate one character from the main storyline and make it entertaining. Jim... What's your ranking of the seasons? Two
0: six three one four five. Two six three four one. Okay. Nope. Two six three one four five.
1: There you go. I uh, you nailed it. Two six <laughs> three one four five. I think that's appropriate. Okay. And I think I'll I'll use all the arguments to the other people except for again what puts season two above season six even though it did have two week episodes uh-huh. was Harlan was in its bones. And not in some contrived, oh, these hills have black slurry, gold, cold dust, magic pixie weed growing abilities. It yeah. was all real shit that these people are dealing with. And never have we had a villain as good. Sam Elliott in Final analysis came pretty close.
0: Yeah, I just, he's not but quite as good sh- as Margaret. I man. shot out does not equal apple pie. No, no, it does not. So... I think that is the... I mean, really, the the shot, the, the scene you're putting the apple pie up against in this has got to be Boyd and Raylan at the very end, right? I mean, what, what do you think is the better scene? I well, still prefer Margot. The thing is, is, like, that's so unfair because that wasn't the final
1: season. But the final season? It wasn't the final season, so yeah, having I mean, that season ended on that scene fade to black in a similar way that Raylan and Boyd ended. But yeah, it was not the I'm sorry, the series end. it wasn't the end of the series. So it's like it's hard for Mm, me to say, well, season six is better because that final scene. I don't damn, which is better.
0: Damn. I like the apple pie. I thought everything about apple pie was perfectly done. Yes, but the end of season six was very
1: satisfying and it did the, so it did the job that it wasn't, they both did the job that they were intended to do, which was cap off whatever that had come before. And they both
0: did that job perfectly. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. I'm, but the story I mean, of that, season two I was say, much better. Yeah. When I say like, I wish that they had touched on Harlan County and the fate of Harlan and it being a big part of the show. I feel like the end of season two was the moment where, the train went off the tracks for Harlan County, right? Mags Bennett was a thing that was, for better or worse, and a lot of it was worse, was keeping that county stable and running. And when she checked out, Harlan just went to shit.
1: Well, plus it's like even the coal that's been in the blood of this county, it's like no longer are they paying men to go down and get it. They're just fucking taking the tops of the mountains off, which, you know, I'm trying to think of...
0: I just wish they had brought like I feel like I that was the, the death of the Vineyards They that
1: complain about offshore uh fucking uh windmills and like how that ruins review and how <laughs> like bullshit that is. And then you got uh, these people that are in these mountains, and that's gotta be part of your identity.
0: Like oh, yeah. if you're from
1: this area, like you're from the hills, you're from the mountains. That's that's and to see those things being just destroyed. Mm-hmm. That, like, like Pavlov's Bell said, the rape of this county, it, that's that's what it is, man. Mankind raping Mother Nature. And to the extent that you identify with the land, that's got to be painful. And yeah, that season embodied
0: all of that pain. It did. And I wish they would have done a little bit more to embody it in season six. Like death of Harlan is, or, or the beginning of the downfall of Harlan is season two. Maybe the return of Harlan would be season six. And you could see some real hope there. I know is still alive and we assume a lot about what she's going to do for Harlan, but yeah. none of it was ever shown to us.
1: And there's a little bit of parallel between the weed and the moonshine, you know, like there is say what you will about revenues and moonshine and all that stuff. But it's it's harmless. Yeah, it's nobody's nobody. It's. Nobody's getting killed making moonshine. Well, maybe they do. Maybe they still explode. So, whatever. Some people do. Yeah. But I'm saying is like it, it feels like approximately the same kind of like from a society harm. The mm-hmm. money spent hunting these people down to persecute them is approximately, in my mind, the the, the as big a tragedy, if not. Well, it's, it's probably a bigger tragedy. What we've got now uh, us persecuting people that are trying to use drugs, especially sure. weed like fuck off. Fuck off if, if you think that weed is a yeah. bigger problem than alcohol or tobacco. Yeah, I'm with you. And justify it's, it's the hundreds of thousands of people that are sitting in jail mm-hmm. for the crime of smoking or growing marijuana. That's that's immoral. I agree. But they yeah. didn't really go with that. It was more like this is the hope. You know, so I, I like that, that. Like, okay, well, you got this – you know, moonshine runner culture and they finally found this stuff and it's going to go legit and they'll make money and I hope... But it's just still, it's not as poignant as the...
0: Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, it's, it's not even necessarily about the message they're trying to convey about whether or not weed is good or bad. Uh, it seems like the show does take a clear stance on that through its main characters. But I, it was, it was more about Harlan to me. Is Harlan going to be okay? Is Harlan going to become somewhere that these people are proud to live again and it, it it was just left very up in the air i think the suggestion is yes it is Loretta's. but it's just a vague suggestion it's not necessarily yeah as concrete as the oh no harlan's in trouble sort of feeling you get after season sure. two uh you got a idea for favorite quote because i've got one for me <sighs> Uh, uh, no, I don't. Anything I come up with would be from recent, very recent episodes, because that's all I remember. The best one, the most badass line
1: was when Rayland uh, pops a bullet out of his gun, throws it on Wind Duffy's uh, chest and says, next one's coming faster. Season three, episode three. Yeah. That, and, and like I said, in a show that has a lot of great dialogue, I don't think I've ever heard that badass of a shining on of somebody when and it's it's been referenced in many seasons like i think in one particular uh, season you come in with another marshall telling the story of Raylan doing that it's like such a cool it's like yeah. even in universe it's an
0: awesome awesome line yeah Raylan is a bit of a legend in that regard That's pretty good yeah i can't come up with a better one certainly well,
1: that's all we got man uh felt like uh, about a two-hour podcast is to, to send off justified felt appropriate to me yeah. Yeah. I, I will definitely miss the show. I'm glad. I mean, one of our mission statements was when we went full time podcasting was we'll get to do the final episode of Justified because mm-hmm. it always kind of stung a bit that we had to that was the first one that we had to kind of let go because of our schedules. And, you know, um, it felt good to be able to get this last one. And I felt very rewarded by Yoast and company that they gave us one that I did not regret. I was a little worried because it's season five. I'm like, oh, God, I never would have thought this, but I'm scared (laughs) that we're going to spend. This is a very small show. This is like, you know, other than the Americans that we also canceled, this is the smallest podcast that we do. But it's a ton of fun. I love watching it, and I love interacting with you all about it. And what more can I say? Yeah, above
0: all, I am thankful that Justified got the chance to conclude the way it wanted to. Sure. This is a show that could have easily been canceled several times. I think Um, it didn't have the biggest audience, and it wasn't the hottest thing on TV. But it had enough people who were fans, myself included, that it got to see itself through. I will say that the
1: end of it. I would agree with the statement that justified is
0: criminally underrated. Yeah, I I think that's fair. Hardly anybody talks about it, and it is a—I mean, characters alone. Yeah, it is just an outstanding outstandingly written show and i you can't ask for much more than that right it doesn't it's not the best looking show on tv every once in a while it'll do like little flurries with what we saw in this episode but it's just as far as writing goes day in and day out this was great the dialogue short of deadwood i i haven't I, seen deadwood
1: i don't think i've ever seen anything with the just where it's just fun to listen to these people talk yeah And you look forward to like when two people walk into a room, it's like, Oh boy, Mm -hmm. you know, art and Raylan walk into a room. Gold is about to happen. Boyd and Raylan, boy, you know, Raylan and Duffy. Like you just look forward to these confrontations and these interactions. And you never knew exactly what to expect. And sometimes they subverted your expectations. Sometimes they played right along and you didn't mind either one. Sure.
0: Yep. I think that's about all I have to say about it.
1: So here's, we, there's where we leave justified. Uh, great show. Glad we got to cover it um, until the next, until the justified movie comes out <laughs> 15 years from now, Fire in the hole, riding a rap, whatever. <laughs> Railing and Boyd ride again. That's it.
0: That's it. It's a wrap.
1: It's a wrap. So that's it. That's justified. I appreciate everybody coming along with us on this final season journey. Uh, you know, stick around on baldmove.com. You can follow us on, Facebook.com slash bald move and on Twitter at bald move. If you would like to see what we're doing next, because right now we're in the middle of, uh, as I mentioned, game of Thrones and Mad Men season. We'll be doing a lot of stuff as the spring and the fall and the winter unfold in 2015 that we're pretty excited about. So stay tuned with that. But also, if you liked what we're doing for Justified, the only way we were able to do this is because of the generosity and the support of the fans using our amazon.baldmove.com affiliate link or directly supporting us at club.baldmove.com. If it wasn't for the generous support of yourself, we wouldn't have been able to do this final season. Yeah, it's true. And we're glad we are able to do so. And hopefully we'll be able to continue doing kind of niche shows like this. So if you can find it in your heart and you'd want to get some of the cool bonus features, again, one last time, check out club.baldmove.com or support.baldmove.com to find out all the other little ways that you can uh, help us keep the lights on here. All
0: right, that's it. We will see you guys never. And until then... See you around. (laughs) See you around the slurry pond. Mm -hmm. Just don't throw any dynamite at us. Until then, I'm Jim. I'm Aaron.
1: In the deep hills of eastern Kentucky,
0: that's the place where I trace my bloodline,
2: and it's there I read on oh, a hey, hillside gravestone, you will never leave hard.